for me, there's a whole ingredient that is intertwined into business. And it's simply you and yes. what you have. Mm. Because what you have is going to be the secret ingredient mm. of what you do and how you do it that mm. will make people to want to do it with you. Good day, podcast tribe. Gerald Hubert here on the Unlock Your Growth podcast. This is the podcast that helps you to accelerate your business growth and to build businesses that add real value and make an impact in the world. Now, maybe you have considered in the past starting a business, or maybe you are even thinking about that today. Maybe that's something that you prayed about last night or something you've been you know kind of toying within your mind but maybe you are scared to take that initial step or maybe you don't know how to start that business or what awaits on the other side maybe you are a working parent a mother a woman a husband maybe you don't know how to find time or how to take the plunge as they say into getting into the business world well today together with my co-host christian nyambui we have a very special guest and uh our guest today is going to talk all about this issue of starting your business and the challenges that you can expect and how to overcome those challenges. With us today in the studio, we have Nomvula Rakolote. Thank you so much for being here, Nomvula, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Pastor G. Thank you, Christian, and thank you for the invite. Yes, I'm so happy that finally we can have you here. It's been a, <laughs> a talking about it, talking about it for a couple of weeks now. And finally, we have Nomvula here sitting down in the podcast. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about Nomvula because how can I say it says, um, you know, she's one of those people where when you meet her, you know that she's an amazing person. You can sense it. But you don't know how deep the wow goes because Nomvula is, you know, if looks could be deceiving, like she has this mountain of knowledge and experience hiding behind her, you know, just her smile and her incredible personality. And you would never think that she has been in so many places doing so many things. But Nomvula has over 24 years in work experience, both in the public and the private sector. She is an Andiank professor within the built environment. She's currently a consulting CEO in another company. She's an author that's doing very well at the moment. She's ready to release her next 500 copies of her book and then also a new book coming out later. And she's also a performance and leadership coach. So, I mean, there's so much that, that we can say about you, Nomvula, but I think Maybe we can start with a personal question. Right? Can you tell us something about yourself that most people don't know? Or maybe they don't understand it about you. Or it's something that you think most people, they don't get that about you. Just one personal thing about yourself. I think one personal thing is that uh, I am a hard worker. But people ascribe it a lot to hard working. But I think for me, it's childlike faith. Mm. I think that's what people don't know about me. That is childlike faith and it's what has carried me through. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's beautiful because without faith, it becomes extremely hard, especially in the business environment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Things are going up and down and you've been there many, many years. So you have the 
experience to tell the story of just how hard it can be but mm. you are here today and yes. you have an amazing story to share and we're excited to hear that mm. so actually i would like to to start off the story with maybe going back to i know you were working before full-time a mother um, you were in business together with um, other people but you were working full-time there like what made you to start thinking about starting your own business and taking the leap of faith into going into the outer world? I knew that it took some time for you to actually mm. do it, but what made you to start considering that idea? I think what I can mention is that without now giving away my age, <laughs> <laughs> is that issues of business and entrepreneurship is nothing, is, is nothing that we've really been familiar with, especially growing up in the township what you would see is your tuck shop and you know just the small businesses around but growing up you don't really know what it takes and now that you are grown up you actually see that those people are entrepreneurs of note because they've been there for years but entrepreneurship has never been in my mind but how i started to think about business i can specifically remember it was in 2011 I was at church and Bishop Soli Lalamani was preaching and he said on that day, my topic is so, so to a higher dimension. Somehow it hit differently. I think that is when God gave me the revelation. And with no research or anything, it was 2011. I wrote down the name of my company and I said Advancement Solutions. And I put a tagline that says so to a higher dimension. Wow. It ended there. But what I did immediately that week, I registered in 2011. I was not even thinking about business. I've never thought about business. No one was even a business person in the family. I left it there, registered, and I just kept on pay paying these annual fees. Somehow, I started to put thought into it. But because I was no technical expert, I never knew if I start a business, in what exactly would I start a business? Mm. So life continued, and in 2015, I felt that, no, man, I really want to start a business. But I still did not know, know what kind of a business. Mm -hmm. But as we become tired of the corporate world and the corporate sector, you know, when you are in these leadership roles, when it's time to go, you have to acknowledge and feel that, you know, you've outgrown whatever it is that you have done. So in 2018, in January, I remember when I was praying, I said, God, this year can never end without me having a business. Undefined, no company profile. I was really unsure. But I started to find um, a company um, a office at Spaces, you know, because of they've got these offices, you know, where it's quite easy, you know, because they give you all of the support and so on. And it was my son, actually, that kept on saying, you are working so hard where you are because I was the CEO at um, one of the statutory bodies of public works within the construction sector. And what he said to me was significant to say, you are the CEO, you are reporting to the board. That board is not there. They only meet you quarterly. So in essence, you are running a business. Mm. And I started to see the business differently. He says that's exactly running a business because you've been here for 10 years. You started with five employees to 41 from a turnover of 4 million to over 80 million. Wow. And your board members come once a quarter. Yes, there is a finance committee once a month. But technically, that's what it takes to run a business. And I never saw it that way. Wow. 
and what I love about our children, they daring. I love the youthful <laughs> energy. They are not afraid. So I started having this office space. Then I started to feel guilty that I'm busy paying rent and I want to start a business, but I don't know what business it is. Now, when the Association of Construction Project Managers um, uh, um, advertised and said they are looking for a part-time CEO, then I thought this is the opportunity to start a business and the childlike faith kicked in. Mm. I applied and I said to them, it's fine, I can be your part-time CEO, but I can be a consulting CEO. So I will have to be a CEO through my company and they agreed. Mm. Wow. And that's how my business started. Wow. With no company profile and I was in it. But then when I left my former job, then they asked me to say, Nomvula, can we give you a seven years contract? so that you help us with the transition because I was a CEO. And immediately, my former employer, as I, I, I finished, as it was my last day on 31st July 2018, 1st of August, my former employer was my client. <laughs> so at that go, I had two clients. Two big clients. Two big clients, same time. And I usually say the transition for me for my business funding was really a provision from God. That is why I talk about childlike faith. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you the mistake that I made. Because of that smooth, easy transition, my mind still could not gear it up to say I'm running a business because there was no need for a business profile. There was no uh, pressure. I have retainers from these two. And for a good seven, eight months, I was still in that transition and then I had to wake up and said, I need to get clients. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a business. I need, I'm a business, by the way. I need to get clients. Because now here was the office space and everything was just smooth. Then when I said, if I'm going to get clients, what exactly? And I had to draw in and look at what is it that I'm good at doing it? What would I consider as my skill? And then I felt that with the years of experience, with the leadership of, uh, um, uh, positions that I have occupied, with his wounds, bruises, experience, the good times and the not so good times, because you never prepared for leadership, I think that is what I will be able to make impact on if I had to, you know, engage people. Mm -hmm. Right. Then I go and obviously upskill myself. I then become a certified leadership coach with a John Maxwell, mm -hmm. but I also go for the certified coaching with the Lead Like Jesus program of Ken Blankett. Mm -hmm. Then, yay, I'm a leadership coach. Where do I find the clients and how? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. <laughs> then again, I didn't know all of a sudden and I've gone all through this training. But mm -hmm. it takes real hard work because when you start a business, you need to be knowledgeable in what you do. Maybe you will think for the people that are already that already have the technical acumen is easy. It's not because once you are on an, on your own, it's a different ball game altogether. Then I had to start with the little things which I feel sometimes make small businesses fail because once I was once I started my business, all of a sudden in daunted to say, I'm not here to come and test whether it will work. So whilst I, said, I was in it, I thought that I'm supposed to be building a legacy. Hmm. So I am not here to test and then go back. So I had to constantly remind myself that I can't be looking for, for a plan B when I've taken this leap of faith. But at the same time, I even thought on where 
the name of the business was conceived. So I had to trust God and really kind of see how do I then position myself differently. So one of the quick things that I did was, number one, the business had to be as compliant as possible. So I found an accountant. One of the things is that if you are not an accountant, don't try to want to be now an expert of everything. Mm -hmm. I found an accountant. So, you know, from tax matters, from pay slips, from medical aids and all of that, everything was done right. The excitement when I got my pay slip with the name Advancement Solutions to think this is my pay slip from my company, you know, and then I now employed my son who gave himself a nice grand title <laughs> to say he's the business analyst. Mm. Because now he would look at all these other opportunities. So for the first thing is compliance matters because even if big companies come and they want to collaborate with you, if your papers are not in check or are not compliant, it becomes a problem. So for me, that was the first thing. Everything that needed to be there, I had, including, I had to even now learn to look at my own finances. I had to have your sage pastel where I do recalls. I've never even done accounting at school, but the accountant taught me and said, Let me, let's integrate it to the bank so that you can keep everything at check. I've been doing audited, uh, uh, audited financial statements on an annual basis. I have an accountant on retainer to look after all of those matters. Mm. So for me, that was number one. Now the issue had to be company profile. Hmm, 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 hmm. Eventually I ended up having one. Mm. But it was just, I didn't really need it because now people came to me because they know me and they know what I am capable of. So what I've learned in business is that in as much as you have the company profile, mm. but sometimes people come to you, to you as a person. One of the things that I had to do, I really had to sit and evaluate and I would engage people to say, why would you want me to do this? Because for me, it was a way of evaluating to say, what skills and capabilities do I have that I am not aware of? Because for me, the biggest thing is when an expert, somebody I consider an expert, when the experts start to call you expert, <laughs> then there's something that you are doing that you are not aware of. And it was during those years that the Central University of Technology awarded me with the accolade of um, Adyang Prof. Adyang Prof meaning you are regarded as an authority in that field, which is a built environment construction. And I didn't know how to utilize this title because somehow I couldn't conceptualize what it means. I didn't know how to translate it into money. Mm. I know that it was adding to credibility, but how do I merge it with my company? Mm. You know? Monetize it. Yes, yeah. and how do I even monetize it? And it was at that moment that they said, no, you can actually help us with our students. Then that is how the leadership coaching aspect kicked in. Okay. I did some soft skills training with the construction students. Wow. And I can say that it was practice ground I must acknowledge because the methodologies and the things were not really there. And the biggest thing is when you are in business, engage with people that are experts in the field in which you want to work. Mm -hmm. 
Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know. I had mm-hmm. to go back and say, I'm a leadership and performance coach. What are the methodologies? What do I do? How is it done? And that now also then started to grow. But for me, the big thing is that when you start your business, do not separate the self from the business. Because I feel that it is the self that fits the business. By that I mean is what do I have? What are the capabilities that I have? What are the things that I'm naturally talented in and how can I further enhance them? Let me give you an example. I talk a lot. A lot of people would say that. So you can take it negative, Mm -hmm. but if you choose to take it positive, then you can say, I'm a good speaker. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a good speaker, what am I doing with that? Because what I'm saying is that when you start a business, also look at you, you are so resourceful as an individual. Then I said, okay, if I speak well, what are my shortcomings? Mm. Then I started to do the Toastmasters program where they teach you, you know, how to speak because I speak very fast, how to pause and all of that. I had to be humble and not rely on the fact that I've got 24 years experience mm. as a CEO. I had to say I need to learn. Mm. So that is where I started. Then I said, okay, if I want to become a leadership coach, what is needed? Then when I did my research, you can never go wrong with the research. I saw that, okay, most leadership and performance coach are professional speakers. Mm. Then I said, how do you then become a professional speaker? <laughs> then I started to join the association mm. of professional speakers. And that is why I met Pastor G. Mm. But in that, because of the cushion that I had from my business, I had the opportunity and I could use the time to then further upskill myself and pay for upskilling myself within the company. So then I said professional speaking. Then that is how I then became a professional speaker and ended up doing the leadership coach. Whilst I was now in the professional speaking section, I heard of boot camps and all of these other beautiful opportunities. I went to a boot camp. Then I heard, no, if you want to be a professional speaker of note, they said, if once you write your book, that's, um, I remember, I remember how Chris put it. He said, you know what? That is a business cut on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And that is how then I forced myself to write the book. Now, obviously, if you are listening, it meant now I ended up going more on the individualistic route, mm-hmm. which helped me because whilst I was in the corporate, you dedicate so much and you give so much that you actually leave the self behind your own individual growth. And I think when I went on my business now with this transition funding from the, 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 the two corporates, I was then able to fulfill what I yearned for when I was in the corporate, which I didn't have a chance to because you have to give all of your attention there. And the unfortunate thing is that in the process, the very same organization you are leading might outgrow you Mm. simply because you have not grown with it. You've grown it, but you have not grown Mm. with it. And for me, that is what happened to me. So I think that is why when I was now in my business, I slanted more on developing myself a lot. And I started now to find mentors 
and there's various mentors in terms of what you want for professional speaking it was somebody different but for where i want to go and how i navigate now the entrepreneurial field i had to go to somebody that knew me mm. so it it is it is the the the, the mentor the person that mentored me now is Professor Soma Dottafikin, who was my uh, manager mm. back in 2003. Oh. I specifically went back to him because in 2003, 2002, he told me that I've got so much potential, the sky is the limit. Mm. Mm. Then all of a sudden, when I felt it seems as if I am going to the sky, I had to go <laughs> back to the drawing board and I had to look for him it was easy to find him because then he was, the, he was still the political analyst. Mm. So I had to get his contact numbers again and said, what did you mean in 2001, 2002, 2003 when you said I've got so much potential, the sky is the limit? When he gave me the feedback, then I said, this is where I am. And I was able to then navigate the route together with him. Mm. Now on the business itself, you listen to all of these podcasts, all of these advices. Don't work in the business, work on the business. Mm. I never knew whether I'm working in or on at any <laughs> given time. <laughs> but somehow, I ended up consolidating my experience with my new source of empowering and upskilling myself. Mm. And that now started to call for partners. Mm and people that wanted to collaborate with me. Then one of the partners was um, Stephen Logan, um, who does digital certificates. It's a UK-based UK company, but they do have a local company here. Mm. Then he said to me, Nomvula, I once worked with you. Now that you are having your business, can we register your business to be the value-added reseller? Just like that, here I have again now a big collaboration. And for me, something that was big about it was that we will give you a commission. And other people never see the opportunity because opportunities never come the way that we want them mm. or the way that we perceive them to be. So they said, we'll give you a certain percentage of commission, but we register your company as a value-added reseller. Now, there are times that people will say, no, it's fronting or, or have all of these names. I had to look at it, analyze, and obviously... Because I'm Christian, you know, you discern and you ask for guidance from God. Then what I actually realized was that this company is a credibility sponsor. Mm -hmm. Because if they register me as a value-added reseller, I now have clients that I, I otherwise would not have had. Mm -hmm. And it is mutually beneficial. So what I would say, if you are running your business, what would work, especially with what we've seen now with COVID, mm -hmm. is that collaborations mm -hmm. go a very long way. But don't just go out of desperation, discern and look whether it is aligned in mm. terms of what you want to do. Mm. Now, if you can ask me where am I now without having to give the whole long story, mm. is that I had to sit and remind myself, I'm not here for short term. I need to build a legacy. Mm. And looking at what is happening, even economically, I have to think, what happens if my children cannot get a job? And that gave me a different drive yeah. altogether. And when I sat down, one of the important things I said was, okay, I looked at the age of the people that know me, who were my credibility sponsor or who are my credibility sponsors. Mm -hmm. I said, 
in the next 10 years, they will no longer be working, meaning their voice will be heard, but it will not make the impact it used to make. <laughs> and I cannot rely on my previous achievements because anybody that's going to know me 10 years from now, one go, she was a CEO in 2010 yeah. and whatever. It no longer matters. Mm. So I had to sit down and say, I've come this far. I want to be an expert, but in what? Yeah. So I had to again look at myself as a resource. And I had to look at my qualifications. I had to look at my experience. And I think, Pastor G, what I can say, no experience is a waste. No qualification is a waste. I don't care even if you used to be a waiter mm. at a retail store or wherever or at a restaurant. Mm. What you learned there was customer service, is conflict resolution, is negotiation. Mm. But if you water it down to just a waiter, that's how you will see it. Mm. But if you look at the lifetime skills you are empowered with, then you will understand that no university can give that to you. Mm. They can give you the qualification, but not the experience because how you handle it later on in life is based on the experience. Mm. So I had to look and consolidate and said, all right, Nomvula, who are you? What have you done so far? Mm. When I looked at my experience and where I've been, I said, no, man. Mm -mm. I've led divisions, I've led organizations and there has been success, not just success, notable success, success that I myself did not regard as success. And now if you have endorsements from academic institutions for a, a job well done, mm. then I said, no, surely then it means most. I'm a corporate strategist. <laughs> it means I can strategically lead organizations. Mm. Then that is why then I said, now it means I must do my studies. I must study. So that is why now I've enrolled for my master's in corporate strategy with Gibbs. Mm. And as I'm doing that now, I'm already writing that I'm a corporate strategist because I just need the qualification. But mm -hmm. this is what I've been doing. So I think what I can say, if you are busy running your business, look at what you've been doing, even in your own business, where you have made success. See how you can translate that to a recognizable expertise because unfortunately people also engage with you based on your expertise mm -hmm. so your personality will not go with you forever <laughs> the good work and the good luck mm -hmm. luck runs out mm -hmm. but it is when you've been transitioning and with me now god practically carrying me i cannot rely on that forever mm -hmm. the thing is then what do you do now that you are in this position mm -hmm. So that is where I am. I'm loving it because it means I can write my books. Mm. It means I can study. And then it means I can do the work at my own pace. But the most valuable is being able to take my daughter to school and pick her up. <laughs> oh. And and for me, I wouldn't exchange it for the world. And, mm. and, and the big thing that I'm doing now, I think what I would also advise business people is that Try to document your processes. You might have come up with a methodology that you are not aware of because you've not been documenting. Mm. Remember about the person that has been a tuck shop owner for me who's grown up in a township that has handed it over to the son, to the daughter. Some of the tuck shops that I used to buy at when I was a child still exist. Mm. 
So if they were documenting, definitely they are sitting with a winning formula. Mm. It's just that we've not made it, you know, a, a, a norm to sit down and documenting. So what I'm doing now, I'm busy documenting and actually retracing my steps. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to come out with a textbook that will be a prescribed uh. one for universities on, 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 on leadership. So for me, um, that's the big thing. Mm. And, and, and for me, what I've seen as well is that the way business is defined is kind of defined in mostly the tangible things that you can see. But there's so much in what we are doing and the impact mm. that you will never ever get to understand. And where I am now, if you're going to ask me for a company profile, I still don't have a coherent one because <laughs> I just keep on getting those collaborations. <laughs> wow. So what I've written there is what I'm doing. But also, there are others that I have to turn down, that I have to turn down, because if you do not know what you want to do and how you want to do it, you are going to allow people to come and dictate the way that you should go, mm-hmm. when you could have had your own strategy and knew and know how to build on. Mm-hmm. I know that's a mouthful, but actually, yeah. that's why I am. I'm loving it, and we've even survived COVID, and... We'll be here in years to come. I'm building this for my children. While you were, be, you were busy, uh, like just giving us this powerful you, mm. I, something just came in my mind. As a mother or as a mother and a woman, mm. what was the challenge or what is the challenge that you are facing in this environment of uh, entrepreneurship or as a corporate what is what are the challenges that you can tell us and then or what and what have you learned from those challenges by overcoming them okay i think what i can tell you is that it's actually the reverse for me mm-hmm. because when i was in the corporate this thing of balancing work and life for me, either I didn't know how to do it, mm. but from my perspective, I don't think there's even such a concept of being mm. able to balance. Sure. Because I actually ended up so much being at work, and it also had to do with your own leadership, that you are at work, you are working 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, you are up, you are forever working. And the biggest thing for me, the challenge when I'm looking at it now was that you know, when you are a leader, leading an organization of five people, 10 people, 15 people is not the same as the company grows. So I think that is the first thing that overwhelmed me and that affected my family life. Meaning now you are not there for the children. You are not even there for the husband. You are forever busy. There was a time that my daughter had to have an au pair, a driver. And then at the end of the day, there was somebody at home looking after her. Then I realized that I've outsourced my motherhood sure. and um, who is instilling values on this child when I am forever busy and it is to those parents that are saying I'm working so hard to give you everything that everything is not really what the children are looking for mm. and a moment of truth that I had to face was when my son was studying in Cape Town he came back to study in Pretoria because the relationship is so open. Then he said, I'm coming back so that I can be with my sister because she is growing up with three strangers. Sure. That's what, that was my defining moment. 
and I realize that there's nothing that is a balance. Hmm. Now that I am working on myself or for, or for myself, I kind of said, and we also have to deal with the guilt. We also have to forgive ourselves. So for me, it was a reverse to say, now I am going to make it my intentions hmm. to balance the time, to make time for the family and to make time for the children. And I am telling you now, I remember one day acknowledging to myself when I was engaging my son and enjoying the brilliance, the thought patterns and all of that, then I thought, scary, I said, God, if my son had to pass away whilst I was working, if the friends were going to speak about him at a funeral, they were going to talk about somebody I don't know. Mm. Scary. Wow. That's what I realized. Mm. So now working on my own has actually now made me to spend so much time with family. Mm. Even the children that I make it, my, my, my intention, I don't do meetings after two. I don't do meetings at eight. Mm. Because I take my daughter to school, I pick her up. There are days that I'm not available and I'm not afraid to indicate that to say I'm not available. There's companies that I work with and they know that I do not do meetings at two o'clock because I must fetch my daughter. Unless she finishes at four or five, I can do a two o'clock meeting, but you will have to come to Pretoria. Hmm. It's as easy as that. That is also the nice thing about entrepreneurship. And I'm not, I'm not saying it arrogantly. Hmm. I am saying in a way that says there comes a time where you really have to understand and negotiate, not from a point of weakness, not from a point of frustration, and also not from a point of wanting to dominate or to dictate, but from a point of saying, can we exchange and help each other? So where I can, I do the meetings in Johannesburg. But let me tell you, the online has made it so much easy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it has dealt for me with a lo whole lot of things. Mm. So for me, the balance was really only intentional now. Mm. After years of guilt, after years of burying yourself in, an, in organizations, and then neglecting your family and not even realizing it. When mm. I woke up, my son had grown up. And I realized I, I could have missed, uh, missed so many years. So for me now, that is it. And then when you talk from a balancing point, people say when you are an entrepreneur, uh, you have to burn the midnight candle. Yes, I do when there's deadlines. Mm. But at least now you are able to even control it mm. much more. That is for me. But I, I, I what I would also say, it depends what type of business you are doing because the business itself will warrant itself to different working hours. So mm. I'm not saying this is the cutoff line. Mm. I'm saying for me in what I'm doing is what works. Mm. So it's not a business that would require me to be uh, having a function at 12 o'clock or, or, or so it will, it will depend. So it's different businesses. And the nice thing is that it does not require extensive travel. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's always mm. good. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Nambula. Like, you have mentioned so many things already that is just so valuable to to us and to everybody that's listening. I know that they've already see, received a lot of value. And it's interesting because you kind of, um, you started your business, but it kind of happened to you as soon as you were willing for, you know, to start the business. And then every, you had those two opportunities which mm -hmm. set you up for quite a while in order to, kind of think about it carefully and so on. But I know that many people who 
start businesses they are maybe working full-time mm-hmm. or maybe not working at all and they have to start with zero um they don't have you know the clients and i know you didn't know you were going to have those two clients either so you made those decisions before you knew about the clients but just from a practical point of view and you already mentioned a couple of things like having your legal documentation for the business in order collaboration balancing you've mentioned quite a bit of things but i just want to maybe you can just put it into into a shorter um, order what is your recommendation for somebody let's say there's somebody listening to the podcast today and they're saying i want to start a business maybe the person is maybe working full time maybe not working at all but i want to start a business where should they start what should be the most important thing that that person that's listening to this right now needs to address first before even looking for clients you know because that's just that's the other end of the business but like you say there's the whole back end of the business it's not not everything is not on that side so what would your advice be to that person thank you pastor g for that question because i did realize that my situation was favored Mm. And I started to listen to podcasts of how other people have started. Mm. And I worked it back to say, if I didn't have this, what could have been the things? And I started to evaluate to say, what were the things that I had? So I think what I would advise to people and the advice that I usually give is that you don't resign at your job and say you are going to start a business. Because Mm. there's people that resign because of prejudice or they are not happy. And then start to register the business. And then when they start to register it, they are not even sure of what it is that they want to do. Remember, I also indicated to say I was unsure. Mm -hmm. So for me, the first step would be you as an individual are a resource. Mm -hmm. You know, one professor said you are a multinational company as an individual. (laughs) Wow. So for me, the first thing is that what do I have? You know how God said to Moses, what do what you have in your hand? hand? What's exactly. in your hand? I, I, I love that is always what I said. So what is in your hand? Mm. So in 2011, when I, I, I registered the company, I had things at hand, but there's processes that I had to go through and experience. And for the young people now, they start businesses now without having to have the experience. So my route is not the only route. Mm. The route is what do I have? Mm. And what is around me that can be a catalyst Mm. in helping me on what I have? A simple one is children of today are so technologically advanced. There's somebody, there's another lady that I met who's got a very powerful voice. Then I said to him, why don't you start to become a voice over? Why don't you become a voice over artist? Mm. And she's still working. Then she says, oh. I said, but there's Fiverr. At Fiverr, you can register your company. You can start there as a voiceover artist and, and, and. So try to work your way out whilst you're at work. And please declare there's company policies. Otherwise, you'll be kicked out. So please, (laughs) please look at conflict of interest and all Mm. of those. So, So those are the first things. So for me, the first step is that what is in with you? What is it that you have in your hand? And there's a group of young youngsters that are mentoring and we've started to work on a program to say what do i have Mm. so one of them is a photographer and we had to move from there and he's going to do my 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 professional photo shoot but i'm pairing him 
with an already existing photographer so that they must understand. So for me, is what is it that you have? Mm. That is number one. And how I found out what I have, I did the psychological test, you know, those ones of your strengths and all of that. I went back to the people that says I'm good to say, why are you saying that? Mm. And how can I use it to my advantage? So my mentor, as I've indicated, said to, said to me, no, Vula, you easily coordinate, you are a negotiator, you speak well. Now, this is now even before the experience. So I started to look at common factors of what is it that everybody's counting. Mm -hmm. So that is what maneuvered my route to say, let me do Toastmasters. Let me. And one said, you speak well, but you speak fast, no, Vula, you can mm -hmm. lose people. <laughs> Where you can be helped is at Toastmasters. Wow. And I went through the session. Then when I was at Toastmasters, I entered competitions. I did everything that I should and mm. then went to professional speaking. So already there, I started with what I have. And for me, the big thing is that don't want to go and do what Pastor G is doing mm. because it's working for him. For me, there's a whole ingredient that is intertwined into business. And it's simply you and yes. what you have. Because what you have is going to be the secret ingredient mm. of what you do and how you do it that mm. will make people to want to do it with you. Wow. And so it's for unique me, for every person. And yeah? it's unique. Wow. So for me, that is the first step. What do you have? Mm. And if you are unsure on what you have, engage with others. Mm. We see ourselves through the eyes of others. Mm the trusted people so that you take the criticism with it like with me somebody said i when you talk too fast mm. you know then said go to toastmaster so mm. it's what you have and then secondly register the company declare it mm. and there's a lot of people that have got side hustles meaning that that side hustle could be money that you can use to build your actual dream or where you want to go you know, people are selling Tupperwares and all of these different social marketing. So that is why I'm saying even now the circumstances are different. Mm. And 10 years from now, it will be something different as well. And also look on how you can create a ripple effect from what you have. What are the other things that can come from this one thing that you have? My example is Elon Musk. I look at how Elon Musk has started all his business, takes the money from this, start mm -hmm. this one and start mm -hmm. that one and start that one. You know, I've, 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 I've studied it. I've, I've studied the methods, you know, all together. And the reason why, of course, I went for Elon Musk, my daughter said, we are the same age group. At first, I didn't want to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but then it challenged me to say, yes, it challenged me to say, although he's like maybe four years older than me, yeah. I wanted to say no, but then I realized I do have friends that are even seven years older than me. So wow. how can I say Elon Musk is not my age group? Yes. <laughs> you know? What was the intention? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, I don't think I can do that. He says, mom, you should have been there. You are there in your mind. I mean, look here. And I'm thinking, why would Michelle want to compare me with Elon wow. Musk? That's rough. <laughs> you know, it was a bit rough. And for starters, I wanted to say, no, he's male, he's what, he's what. But I thought that that's just going to be an excuse. That's not going to make sense to her. Do you understand? So start with what you have. Register that company. If it's a side hustle, do that. Mm. But save the money. Mm. Save the money. Because in as much as I had started with those two lines, what even carried me during COVID is what I had mm. in terms of what one had saved. I think that will be true. And then when you go out, be mm. sure 
don't move out because you are emotional or you are tired mm. or you know it's just not been good at work unfortunately even the work environments have also become very challenging as well so for me i think for me, i would say those were the first steps mm. and then mm. obviously the other things now that lines and 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 but at least have something that you know will bridge the gap have some kind of transitioning finance mm. but the beauty as well now there's so many opportunities of this venture what is this is it venture capital yeah. companies the companies that can fund there are i know that people criticize you know the government funding uh, 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 institutions but they are there to assist the big thing as well is that if you do not know how to do it how to write please write and then get somebody to check it but the most amazing thing is that there's so many things that you can find online this time. Mm. Don't go and plagiarize, but at least you've got so much opportunity to listen to so many videos, to do your research mm. before you do everything. So once you have your resource, once you have recognized what you have, look at how you can monetize it and do your research in the field in which you want to go. Mm. Yes, you can stop and start, stop and start. But what is important is that you have to mm. to move forward. So somebody else could be saying that I'm working, I'm talking from a privileged position in terms of how I started. But let me tell you, if I didn't know what I want and if my close, my eyes were closed, I wouldn't have seen that opportunity. Mm. Because when they offered me the job, then I said, how about yeah. I become a consulting CEO, you do it through the company. And wow. there and there the company started. So yeah. if I was not determined on what I want, I wouldn't have seen that opportunity. Yes. So you could be sitting in people that can advance your business tomorrow. Mm, but mm. if you are not constantly evaluating and looking at what you have mm. and how you can help others and believing in that and believing in your God-given capabilities, mm. you will not be able to move. Mm. I am giving that example when I pastor G because I once had the, had the opportunity to sit as a um, non-executive director in a in one company um sip project managers sitting with the most influential people around the table but because of i was not awake to the opportunity hmm. and to the table that i'm being invited at i never ever ever saw any opportunity oh, of wow. even starting a business or hmm. or or what i could bring on the Networking table yes or, i wow. accepted what they said I am bringing to the table mm. but I never evaluated and said am I really bringing this and if so how can I enhance it hmm. so if you are asleep you will be asleep even in terms of your own capabilities yes. and skills mm. simply because somebody say it in a way that was not constructive like me ah Novula talks a lot mm. then I thought somebody said but you are a good speaker Mm. then I harnessed on that. Just need to be shaped. Yes, it just to needs to be shaped. Wow. So look at yourself holistically, including the rough edges. Mm. There are mentors that are able to help you polish mm. and go forward. So the two things that I think I'm hearing you saying is, number one, you need to uh, analyze, like you need to be observe, observing um, the environment, observe who you are, what do you have to use um, analyze, make sure that you understand what is it that you want to do, what's going on. And then mm. the second part is to plan, plan your transition yes. into the business. There's a there's an old saying that says opportunities comes to the prepared. Yes. You know, those that are prepared are the ones that not like we can say they find opportunities because like you said, you 
your eyes are open towards those things and many times opportunities come but we miss them because we have not been prepared or we haven't been analyzing the environment or ourselves to see that there is opportunities here so that's wow that's thank you those are amazing tips and can i just also in, interject on that yes. one let me also add we look at the people who are bringing those opportunities and it is out of undermining mm. people sometimes that opportunities passes because you've already formed this picture to say this is a person that will bring the opportunity mm. so so the opportunities never come in the way in which we expect them exactly yes. wow beautiful that's <laughs> very true we have seen that over and over again and we have seen you know we're starting our company in the beginning of this year how it keeps on changing and evolving as new opportunities come as we develop even our own um, you were talking about your your business. Um, uh, what is the word now? It's gone. Not the business plan, but your your business profile. Pro business profile. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's it's constantly changing because as we grow, we see things differently, and which it should be that way. It shouldn't be a stagnant thing. But wow, I mean, Nomvula, there's so many things that we didn't even get to. Um, but unfortunately, we have run out of time for today. But thank you so much for being here today.